Hey guys, it's Guru Mike Panda, the Binding Warrior Podcast, and today is your Finish Strong Friday episode of the week. So um, if you guys listened to Monday's episode, I spoke about the importance of preparedness. And when I recorded that episode, um, I was basically, we were basically seeing the beginnings of what was going to be this historical winter weather event here in the state of Texas. So if you guys listened on Monday, if you guys have been following the news, um, we actually encountered, the state of Texas has encountered its first ever statewide winter storm event. And I know for my friends up in the north, especially where I grew up in, in the New Jersey and New York area, for them to see the snow is not really a shock, right? Because we grew up with that in the northeast. If you're anywhere um, in the north, in the Midwest, the northern region of the United States, you know what snow is. And it's something you grow up with. And odds are, your state is accustomed to the demands that snow and winter weather bring. However, this was very extremely foreign to Texas. This actually doesn't really happen. And while there is, uh, well, there are recorded instances of snowfall and things like that, for it to cover basically the entire state of Texas and affect its infrastructure in a very, very uh, devastating way is almost unheard of in recent history. And so basically, you're getting a state that um, has an infrastructure that's based on keeping itself cool and cold all the time because it's so hot here. And then you flip the script on it, and then automatically we have snow, sleet, freezing rain, and frankly, the state and the homes here just weren't able to take it. Now, to be clear, my family was fine pretty much the entire time. We lost power for a period of time, and we lost water for about a day or two. Uh, But overall, we were okay. And um, we, long story short, we had all the necessary preps and things that we needed to have before this event happened, uh, because again, preparation is a form of self-defense, right? And we were fine for the most part. And if you listen to my episode on Monday, however, you'll know that there were a lot of people in my immediate area who were not prepared. And there were a lot of people in my uh, in my neighborhood, in my town, that just weren't as prepared. And therefore, they uh, struggled a lot more than most people would have uh, because they weren't prepared. And I'm not saying this to be judgmental. I'm not saying this to be arrogant. I'm just saying that this reinforces a few lessons uh, regarding preparedness. And basically, this is basically part two of... Monday's episode, which I believe was titled uh, Preparation Prevents Panic. This is basically part two to that, more or less. And these is, this episode is going to discuss, um, as briefly as I can, some of the lessons I've taken from the last few days. Because right now we're kind of seeing the end of it. Uh, power's gone on for pretty much all the residential homes in Texas. Uh, there are many people who are still struggling without water right now because of frozen pipes. But for the most part, my area anyway, I can only speak for my town and my neighborhood, we're doing pretty okay. Uh, there have been some tragedies, uh, you know, that's throughout the state of Texas. There have been uh, apartments that have burned down uh, due to people putting space heaters in places and not knowing how to properly use them. And uh, as a result, people lost their apartments and their homes. Again, a tragedy, but I think regardless of the tragedy, we are able to kind of uh, glean some lessons from this because this isn't the only time that a natural disaster or some kind of life-altering, life-changing event can happen to us. This can easily happen again, right? This Before it was COVID and everything that went along with that, and some cities experienced riots in the last year because of you know the George Floyd protests, and now we're seeing what happens when there is basically an infrastructure that is affected, a grid that is basically compromised, what happens, right? So let me just share some of the lessons that I've learned in the last few days. So first lesson, again, going back to the first thing I spoke about Monday, 
preparation, 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 preparation. Have the right amount of provisions and supplies that you need to handle anything. Now, if you're a man listening to this, if you're a husband or father listening to this, one of our jobs as husbands and fathers is to protect our families. Um, we need to remember that preparation is part of that, right? So it's important for us to have minimum, minimum 72 hours worth of food, water, medical supplies, electricity, maybe a generator, um, what have you. A- anything that you and your family members would need for a minimum of 72 hours. Now, I'm utilizing that time frame because traditionally, according to FEMA, according to different uh, sources, 72 hours is typically the minimum amount of time that a place gets power, gets infrastructure back after a natural disaster. However, this can extend further out, right? In different instances, like we saw with Hurricane Katrina or Hurricane Sandy, it went on for weeks. So have a minimum, bare minimum, 72 hours worth of supplies, food, water, clothing, medical, power source, what have you, okay? And this by itself creates positivity, right? And there's a lot of people saying, well, you know, who could have seen this coming? No one saw this coming. First of all, let's, let's, just play devil's advocate here. Let's say we didn't see this coming, right? It doesn't mean that you don't have the necessary supplies on hand to protect you and your family. Even if there isn't a foreseeable event, you should always have provisions on hand anyway. It's just common sense. It's what our ancestors have been doing for thousands of years. Just have basic provisions. Now, to be fair, we knew about this winter storm a week ago. They were talking about it. They were mentioning on the news. But most of the people in my area that I spoke to about this event they took it kind of lackadaisically. They basically said, ah, that'll never happen here. It never snows here. And because of that, frankly, negligence, people suffered the consequences for it. And again, my heart goes out to the families that lost loved ones, lost homes. I get it. I'm not trying to boast or be arrogant about that, but let's just be real. We knew that this storm was coming. People just underestimated the effect it would have. So again, preparation, preparation, preparation. Preparation produces positivity. Remember that, all right? Have the right amount of uh, um, items, food, water, clothing, shelter, all those things, backups to your shelter, extra clothes to bundle up, making sure that you have a means to start a fire, that you know how to build a fire. All of these things is super important, especially for you husbands and fathers out there that want to protect your family, all right? The second thing is the dependence that we have on the system and the grid. Um, I'm not this super, now I know I spoke about preparation, all this stuff. And while I do uh, prep for things, obviously, as any man should, I'm not a prepper, right? I don't think of myself like that. But in reality, we need to realize how dependent so many of us are on the grid. Um, People didn't know what to do when their Wi-Fi went out. People didn't know what to do when their power went out. People didn't know what to do when water and food wasn't available. They didn't know how to acquire the things that they needed. I think this is a really big wake-up call for us, myself included. Um, it makes us realize that when the grid goes down, which it can again, by the way, in any part of this country, it doesn't, it's not just Texas. I mean, it could be anywhere. A lot of people are trashing the Texas uh, grid right now, but it could happen anywhere. This could easily happen in any part of the country or any part of the world. If the grid is compromised, it's not just electricity, not just the electricity that you use to charge your phone or your laptop or turn your, on your TV or your Wi-Fi that gets affected. The grid that powers your running water, that cleans your water, the grid that keeps oxygen tanks and uh, ventilators for COVID patients going. These things are super, super 
dependent on that. So we need a means to recognize, first of all, before I get to the means, we need to recognize how dependent we are on the grid. And now we have to have alternate sources of power in our homes, right? Going back to the preparation principle, to power our homes, to power our supplies, our phones, our laptops, medical ventilation machines, whatever, in the event of an emergency, right? Generators are very expensive, but I think in this particular case, they are lifesavers. Um, I currently, as of this recording, do not have a generator. I am saving up for one, um, especially after this event. But up to this point, I've actually had multiple, you know, even if you can't afford a generator, can you get phone chargers? Uh, phone chargers are really affordable. They're pretty cheap. Multiple phone chargers that do not require you to plug in your phone to charge them. Simply these phone chargers that you, they have battery packs in them. You charge them up, you leave several of them out and you can charge your phone. You can charge a laptop with them. Um, there's a really cool uh, little generator that you can get. It's, it's not uh, gas-powered or anything. You simply plug it into a socket. You can charge it up. Or if you pay an additional amount of money, you can buy a solar panel that you can use to actually use the sun to power it. It's called a Jackery. Um, I actually have this thing just because we went on camping trips and we were often in remote areas where we couldn't charge our phones. Uh, so having a Jackery, look it up, J-A-C-K-E-R-Y. There's multiple models that can fit any budget. Um, the one I have is really good for charging laptops. I can even uh, power a space heater with it. Um, you know, even a Keurig, I think. I haven't tried it in my Keurig. <laughs> but um, little things like that. Make sure that you have means to generate power because you cannot be dependent on the grid. Because if the grid goes down where you're at, and this can easily happen again, it's important to know that you have an alternate source of power, electricity right? Super important. And the third thing I've taken away from this event is the importance of networks, tribe, community, right? Um, I noticed that because of the, the snow weather and all these things, the, the first responders, they didn't have as easy as a time getting around the city. And so when somebody needed help, if somebody didn't have food, if somebody didn't have water, people would go on this Facebook page and, and the community and say, listen, I need help. I got a medical emergency. I need food. I need water, whatever. They'd go and people would respond. And it wasn't cops that responded. And I got respect for my, my first responder and police friends. I, this is not to take anything away from them. But they were so inundated with things in the city that they could not respond to everyone's calls. So have a network of people that you can rely on, right? Have a network of people that can rely on you. It goes both ways, right? So a few days ago, in the midst of this storm, I think it was the, a day after the first snowstorm hit, um, I decided to go out and venture out and kind of see what else other supplies I could get. I already had enough for my family, but I just wanted to make sure that I had, uh, I could top it off a little bit, right? And so I went to the one grocery store that was open in the area. There's only one at the time that was open because the others didn't have power. And before I left, I just said, you know what? Let me reach out to the neighbors I know in the neighborhood, the ones I really talked to, and let me see if I can go because I have a vehicle that can manage this snow. I grew up in New Jersey and I drove in this weather all the time. Let me offer my services to see if they need anything. And I said, hey, do you guys need me to pick up anything at the store? And many of them said, no, we're good, man. We got, we're all prepped. And again, this is Texas, right? They were prepped. They were ready to go. There was one uh, woman that lives in the neighborhood um, that kindly took my uh, help. And I was able to get her a handful of things. Not many things because there weren't, frankly, there wasn't much that was at the store at the time. But I got her what I could and um, I helped her out. And I think this is important because you need to remember that you can't be a one woman or one man army. Um, as ready as I am, as prepared as I am, I know that the people in my community are also assets, right? I know the assets in my community, 
right? I know the people, my neighbors who I can trust uh, to at least inform me of something that's going on. I can, I know the neighbors to trust to keep a, a watchful eye over my home. If for some reason I'm, I'm, I'm out on, you know, a, a trip or whatever. Um, I think it's really important to have networks. Um, and by any warrior martial arts, we have guys here in Frisco, Carrollton, Addison, Arlington, Fort Worth. We got guys all over the Metroplex. And so the entire time we were communicating uh, via text to each other, updating our, each other on the situation in our areas. And each of us had somebody, at least one member in the group that could come and respond in the event that something bad happened, right? So in my immediate area, I have like at least one by any warrior brother here near me uh, that can come to my home or I can go to his in case of an emergency, right? Um, the guys in Arlington have that same setup. The people in Fort Worth have that same setup. The guys in Carrollton, McKinney, they have this, a similar setup. So it's important that you have networks, you can't do it all on your own. As ready as you may be, as capable as you might be, you need a tribe. You need community. You need to know who you can lean on because in a disaster situation, you need to know who your assets are, right? One, you got to be an asset yourself. And two, you need to know in your neighborhood who your assets are, right? And who can help you and how you can help them. Very important. So again, just to repeat, one, prepare, always be prepared. Have the things that you need to be prepared for anything, and don't wait till the last minute because one of the things I saw was people rushing to the store the day before the snow or the day of the snow hit. It's already too late by then. Have the stuff anyway. Stock up anyway. And have the right knowledge and information anyway before an attack or before a violent uh, weather storm happens, right? Second thing, um, make sure that you understand the dependence on the grid that we all share, myself included. Have alternate forms of electricity whether they be in the form of a generator that you can invest in, which is kind of pricey, but you can invest in, or you have some kind of power bank, some phone chargers that you can charge up in the event the power goes down, right? And the third thing, have a tribe, have a community, know who your neighbors are. This is so important. Know who in your network is an asset and make sure you are an asset to them as well. All right. And again, this, these were just three of the lessons that I've gleaned uh, in the last several days. Um, I'm very thankful that we are safe, that we are alive. And I'm very thankful, frankly, for my training, specifically my training in Atienza Kali, which taught me the importance of being prepared, taught me the importance of being vigilant, taught me the importance of planning ahead. Because the last thing you want to do is be begging for help in a disaster scenario. You want to be the one offering the help. And a lot of people think this is very insensitive for me to say, but no one in their right mind wants to be on the receiving end during a weather natural disaster like this. You want to be an asset. You want to be the person that people go to. In order to do that, you need to do the three things that I mentioned here. All right, guys. So I hope this podcast inspired you. Take care. God bless and be the hero in your life.